Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered Podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time, whether it's a young person, a black person, a woman. If someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered Podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time, whether it's a young person, a black person, a woman. If someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's my opinion, Sports Podcast. Yo, what it is. Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast. Dougs, kill. This episode is going to be dope, you feel me? Because you already know I always give out that dope content, you feel me? So if you're ready to be hooked on it, Let's get a hook, you feel me? But before I start this episode, man, let's always, yo, this podcast is most definitely sponsored by Re-Event Yourself Fitness. If you're looking for that personal trainer that can get you right, that can get you tight, yo, and he can help you meal prep and make sure you do all the right things to get you in good physical shape, yo, hit my bro up, man. Hit him on Instagram at Re-Event Yourself underscore fitness, Hit him up and let him know, like, look, yo, Dev sent me over here and said you can do a good job, man. You also help Dev out because if you don't know, yo, I am slimming. I am slimming, you feel me, yo. A kid was just about 206. I am now under 200, yo, thanks to my bro, yo. So shout out to my bro and be adventure yourself fitness, yo. I guarantee you he will get you right, yo, because he's getting me right. Also, if you didn't already, make sure you please like, share, and if you're not already, subscribe to this channel, yo. I am trying to reach 100K of followers, subscribers, you feel me? So if you want to help your fellow 
podcast out. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all go out here and do that, man. Tell a friend who can be a friend who could possibly want to be your friend and let them know your MTMO sports podcast is the podcast to get all your latest sports news and stuff. You feel me? So make sure y'all go out there and tell the people, yo, and make sure if you're not already, subscribe to the channel, yo. I guarantee you I'm going to give you this dope content. You feel me? Speaking of dope content, speaking of this episode, yo, episode is going to be dope, you feel me? Because like I said, I came up with some great topics to talk about. I'm going to be talking about the USA basketball fever team. Is that a team you should be worried about? Is that a team that... Was that a good team that they put together, so on and so on, or have the world caught up to the USA? I'm going to give you my opinion on that. And, of course, yo, my favorite coach right now, man, Coach Prime, is in the news again. And it's some good stuff, for real, for real. You feel me? So I'm going to give my opinion on that. And the young potential Heisman winning trophy. Who should that be? Should we start looking at him as a real candidate? And you already know, if you don't know, you live underneath a rock, you feel me? Week one of the NFL has started last week, dog. And yes, week one has been surprising, but it's been some surprising games. So I'm going to go ahead and break down each game, give my take on each game. You feel me? But before we get there, you already know, yo, I got my sound effects back, baby. You already know how we great switch to each uh, subject. So, ah, all right, yo, this USA team. If you already know, man, they have been out here uh, planning the feeble um, games, trying to get their stuff ready for Paris of 2024. You know what I mean? And, and it's some, it's some, it's some, it's some teams out here that was really giving USA some buckets this year, like Germany, Canada. You know, just to name a, uh, a few that that was out here giving USA troubles. And you know, everybody's starting to ask this one question now. Has the rest of the world caught up to the USA teams, man? Is the USA dominancy of, of, of the Olympic run is over with? Do teams even fear USA anymore? And I like to start off by saying, like, I think the world is slowly catching up, slowly catching up. You feel me? And and we got to sit here and, and, and give thanks, you know, because like last episode, if y'all didn't pay attention, Noah Lyles came out and said NBA Finals should be crowned as world champs. That's what bothered him the most. But, you know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and sit here and talk about how the world is really, really catching up to the USA just a little bit. Not saying they caught up fully, but they have some big-time names like Giannis, Jokic, SGA, Luka, uh, Dylan Brooks. You know what I mean? All these list of people who come to the NBA and play. You know what I mean? But they was playing for their respective home teams, you feel me? So a lot of people was like, man, the USA is trash now in the basketball, the world and caught up, and so on, so on. Did you pay attention to some of these games that's uh that uh been going on this year, man? They don't look too dominant, and, and they are not the team that you should be scared of. Now, with all due respect, man, I respect every elite, each and every one of these guys that's on this team. If we sit here and look at it, you got Brandon Ingram, you got Pablo Bonchero, we got Cody Kessler, I think that's his name. We got Bobby Portis, Jared Jack Jr., we got Cam Johnson, we have Josh Hart, Dylan Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyler Hannesburg, and my guy Austin Reeves, and don't forget about Michael Bridges. Now, 
like I said, all respect to these guys. All respect to them because I believe that each and one of them brings different attributes to the game. Now, are these the players that you that you should be scared of when it comes to playing the USA? And like I said, no disrespect at all, but the answer is no. The answer is no. Let's look at these guys again. Brandon Ingram is somewhat the number one scorer of the New Orleans Pelicans, but he's really not the number one. You still got C.J. McCollum, and we'll see how Zion is going to look when he comes back. Pablo, he has to be the number one feature, the number one guy in Orlando because it's Orlando. It's Kausler guy. I don't even know what team he's on. You feel me? No disrespect to him. Bobby Portis. I love the I love what he brings to the game, but he is not the number one option in Milwaukee. Jerk Jack Jr. Jerk Jackson Jr. I'm sorry, is not the number one option in Memphis, but he is the rated defensive player of the year. He he also brings that that act that defensive presence to the game. Cam Johnson, we already know that he's not number one option in Brooklyn. Michael Bridges. He is the number one option in Brooklyn, but I believe that he's the number one option to Brooklyn by default because I feel like Brooklyn doesn't have a number one option. Josh Hart is not a number one option in uh, New York, but the guy sitting next to him is the number one option in New York, but he is not a true superstar. He's just a superstar. Anthony Edwards, we all keep going back and forth. Is this kid a superstar or is he just a star? My opinion, I think he's just a star right now. I think that Anthony Edwards got what it takes to be a superstar. It's just the market that he's in. Tyler Hannenberg, I believe that he is a star, but not a superstar. And then he played on the Indiana Pacers, who's a team that one minute got good runs with them, then the next minute they not. And my guy, Austin Reeves, we already know that he is not number one guy in LA still AE still LeBron and then you know occasionally it's depending on whatever game it is Austin Reeves is number one but just those guys right there are not your true superstar guys they're not they're not your LeBrons they are not your Steph Curry's they're not your Jason Tatum's they are not um Kevin Durant they're not Devin Booker you know what I mean? Guys who can really lead games and put teams on their back. You know, the guys that you can count on. I'm not saying you can't count on none of these guys because, like I said, each these each of those guys bring something to the table on bringing into a good team. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Brandon Ingram. A big, big fan. But Brandon Ingram, in my opinion, has fell off this past season and coming into this uh, FIBA season. He fell off. Is the injury? Is the confidence? Is it a lack of work that he's putting in? It can be all those things. But Brandon Ingram has fell off. Jalen Brunson. Don't get me wrong. He was just your sixth man in Dallas. He had a banging ass year last year with the New York Knicks. But still, do you think that Jalen Brunson can really carry a team like a Steph Curry can? You know, like I said, it, 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 it's. I'm not trying to put these guys to belittle these guys down, but that's just to say that there is different star power, uh, star power 
that comes with with certain stars in this game. You feel me? And and some of these guys doesn't have that star power. Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, I believe he can be a superstar. I believe he should be named as one of the superstars because his his points is his points and what he brings to the game is is always consistent. But we already know that true real Ant. He's not the he's not the guy that you can put a team on his back and he's going to carry you the rest of the way. He's not a Kobe. He's not a, a MJ or anything in that nature. And it's like no disrespect to him, but that's just not his game. It don't fit his who he are. And if you look, yo, look at all the good coaches. You got Grand Hill, Tyron Lude, Steve Kerr, Spolster, all those good coaches over there. But it doesn't mean nothing until you play against other players. Like a Dennis Schroeder. Him and his Germany team, man, they balled out for the simple fact that, no one, they already know that Dennis Schroeder is the guy. And I'm not saying that USA had pissing competitions or anything and try to figure out who is the main guy. But you had some guys that's on different teams, like a Dennis Schroeder on Germany. Then you got uh, uh, SGA on Canada. And in my opinion, I feel like Canada had the best team with an SGA, a Dylan Brooks, and, and the rest of the team that they have. I felt like they was a team that you can kind of look over your shoulders just a little bit. But to my point, to my point, you didn't see a LeBron out there. You didn't see a KD. You didn't see a Chris Paul. You ain't see a Steph Curry or none of these guys. Now, it's some rumors. It's some rumors that these big name players will play in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. It's some rumor. And if so, if that rumor is true, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't care who you put out there now. I still feel like the USA will have a better chance when you have a team that, that can throw up throw up points. You can have a KD who who no nobody really has the best jumper better than KD. KD has a smooth jumper, he can get over any 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 player. He can get over a seven foot, he can get over a six footer, a six foot and a half, whatever it is. KD can rise up and get over there. LeBron, he knows what it takes. Eden about to go in his, like, what, 22nd year, 21st year in the NBA, and he's still being a top 10 guy in the NBA? He knows what the league. He knows how to hold a team and take a team far. Far, I'm sorry. You know, uh, 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 Steph Curry, he knows what it's like to be a multiple-time champion. He knows what it's like to run up and down the floor. And then that's another thing about the USA. They don't have the shooting ability like a Steph Curry. Like, I understand you you, you got your Michael Bridges who can hit a three from time to time, who, who can make a couple threes from time to time, from game to game. Jalen Brunson, all these guys are capable of shooting threes and, and potentially hitting threes. But on a consistent basis, from long range, from you have to guard a guy starting from half court or probably beyond a half court. That's what Steph Curry brings to the game. And I feel like if Steph Curry, if LeBron, if KD, and the rest of these big names play in that 2024, man, I think the world should be like, oh shit. We we here we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I that's this is what I got. This is what I take out out of the fever. If you let these guys who's not the top dogs in the NBA 
only lose two to three games and still be competitive and still qualify for the 2024, y'all in trouble. The world has not really caught up in my eyes. It hasn't. You play, you put your best players of your country against our second best players in our country. And, and these guys were still able to get some games done, were still able to win some games, and and and, and still qualified for the 2024. So, and like I said, it's nothing to shoot down at these guys. It's the world that needs to be shot. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I mean? And, and like I said, I'm not trying to be funny. Oh, I like your funny words, Magic Man. But at the same time, man, just, if you really look at it, if you go back and look at that team again, let's go back. How many starters do you see? Brandon Ingram is one. Pablo is two. Jared Jackson is three. Jalen Brunson is four. Anthony Edwards is five. And Michael Bridges is six. And Tyler Hollisberg is probably going to be your seventh guy. That's the starter. The seven guy, seven starters in the NBA. It's not like it's how it was when Kobe, LeBron, Chris Paul, D-Wade, Melo, the Redeem team was playing. Because all those guys were starters, and they all had to figure out who can play what, how many minutes, who should be taking who, anything and all that. That's the team you got to be scared about. It's the heavy hitters. It's not to be scared about this feeble qualifying team. It's not the team you should be scared of. I think the team you should be scared of is the team that they're going to assemble in 2024. And like I said, if there's going to be the heavy guns like a LeBron, KD, Chris Paul, and, and Steph Curry and the rest of that crew, I feel sorry for the world. I don't think nobody's touching USA when it comes to basketball if you put those guys on there. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. It's like, oof. Bam out of bio. Jimmy Buckets. You know, people like them, players like them. You ain't beating that team. I don't care who you got over there in the rest of them countries. If those type of players play in this 2024 Olympic uh, Olympic Games, the world ain't got nothing, nothing, nothing to store for us. Let y'all know that now. So, number one, shout out to the FIBA 2023 team for qualifying for the team for the 2024 Olympics. You did your job. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Yes, you might have lost a few games this year in this FIBA contest. But, hey, like I said, that's their number one guys versus y'all like the number two guys. You feel me? So it's nothing to be ashamed about anything in that nature. And for right now, until 2024, I still don't believe that the world fully caught up. I feel, I feel like they, they, they closed the gap a little bit, but they have not fully caught up in my eyes. So. You know what I mean? That's all I'm going to leave that with for the USA team, man. Keep balling. NBA season is about to start back up in a, in a couple of weeks, honestly. You know what I mean? By next month, basketball season will be full in effect. Preseason grades start back up and everything. So shout out to the NBA players that played in the FIBA contest, man. You did your job. You did your thing. Shout out to the coaches that was able to take time and coach these guys. Y'all did y'all thing. Now, that's a symbol of real change, so nobody had nothing else to talk about, you feel me? <laughs> Speaking of symbol of real team, this guy did. So let's switch over to the college football ranks now. Yo, 
If y'all haven't been paying attention to college football, man, I don't know what y'all doing because this year is, is very interesting. And one of the things, the uh, reason why it's very interesting this year is because Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffalo show, if y'all don't know, these guys are now number 18 in the country. Ranked number 18 in the country. And just remember, in the beginning of the season, man, they was not ranked at all. At all. They beat TCU, um, put their names on the map. Then the following week, they came number 22 ranking. Then they beat Nebraska like they stole something. And now they're number 18 in the uh, in the um, NCAA brackets. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's we need to give some respect, man. We need to give flowers to Coach Prime, man, because it was a lot of people that was like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. This experiment. Coach Prime and them only going to win four or five games this year, and that's going to be it. Just all because, you know, and, and the crazy part is the people only judging that is because he is not doing the same way as all these other coaches like uh, Kirby Smart and, and, and the rest of these Urban Myers and, you know, and the rest of these coaches that are still around here. They're not – he's not doing it their way. He's doing it his way. And his way comes with it, – it comes with some media. Like, it comes with some attention, you feel me? And and people is not liking it. But for the people that like myself, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm digging the fact that – you're not backing down from a challenge. You're not scared to go a different route because the, that route was normally successful. But they saying that it's a slim chance that the route that Dion is taking is the is the negative route and it won't go and it won't work. How would y'all know if you never tried it? How would you know? You won't know. So Coach Prime said, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that figure it out. I'm going to be the guy that find out if it works or not. Because right now, if it might not work for y'all, it's working for Colorado. And Colorado was like, you know what? We need all the attention, the love, the, the revenue, whatever it is, Coach Prime, that you that you are trying to do, do it. We are behind you. And now look at Colorado because people got to sit here and think, yo, this is not his first coaching stop. Wherever Coach Prime coached at was successful. His kids was successful when he was coaching youth football that team was successful was able to make it to different championships national levels so on when he got when he when he had his own show it was successful people love that that swagger that prime carries look good feel good play good that's his model so Jackson State was like, we need that. We need that look good, feel good, smell good, taste good. We need all the goods. And that's what Jackson State got, all the goods. They wind up keep winning the conference, uh, division conference uh, championships. They wind up winning conference championships. And they, then they wind, wind, wind up winning the big uh, conference, the SWAT, before he left. He just kept on laying down a blueprint. And – the, and the thing about it is, it, it wasn't like he took the blueprint and just up and left Jackson State like everybody else thought and he should have not did or whatever the case may be. He left the blueprint right there for Jackson State to say, hey, you know, you can kind of, you probably can't emulate every step that I did, 
But I guarantee you, if you can kind of follow this blueprint print method, I guarantee you that success can come leading your way. Then he went to Colorado and you can kind of see the same success that's coming that he had previous years. It started to follow him to Colorado. And now Colorado is like, yes, we made a good decision. Yes, that old that old way of Nick Saban and, and, and the rest of those old guys' ways is not the ways anymore. I'm not saying it doesn't fit. It still won't work. But to switch it up to Coach Prime ain't doing nothing but just pretty much being like a player's coach in my eyes. You know what I mean? He's not being like too unfavorable or he's not being like, oh, you're my favorite. No. If you go by this blueprint, if you go by what I'm telling you, things will be successful for you. And that's how things it is. Here's an example. His son, Shador Sanders, threw two games. He is 59 from 89. He threw 903 passes, six, I mean, 903 passing yards. He threw six touchdowns and ran for one touchdown. And right now, in my opinion, I think that Shador Sanders should be a Heisman candidate. As we talk about Caleb Williams, you should be talking about Shador Sanders, in my opinion, also. He's showing you that the blueprint of his dad is successful. Now, we need to see more. I understand it. We need to see more games coming down. We need to see how he reacts. We need to see how he does when he's kind of losing. We've seen a little glimpse of it against going back and forth against TCU. Now we need to see another game that he that he's progressing, showing that he is a true Heisman candidate. And I think he will be a Heisman candidate. Um, another thing about Shador Sanders, man, why are we on the subject, man? He is not letting the money get to his head. I know, and the people is like, money? What you mean by money? He has an NIL deal. And we already know that some of these top, you know, these top schools get the NOL deals, and they, some of these players get big hitted a little bit. But as we already know, El Shador Sanders so far hasn't fit that description yet. He's fitting the right description. He's not letting whatever money that he's receiving from these deals go to his head. He's still showing that he comes to practice, showing up ready. He comes to Saturday games, ready to play, all over, all over again. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler general registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com. So it got to the point that he's like a top 10 NOL deal. Shador Sanders is now projected to make about $3.8 million off his NOL, NIL deal. This um, and that is up to 2.5 mil be, uh, before his breakout game against TCU. Sanders' projected NIL deal earnings is over $2 million, more than Dak Prescott base salary this season. Nearly $3 million more than Joe Burrow's base salary this season, and also $3 million more than Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence base out. So we already clearly see that he's he's making money, but things ain't changing for him. He's still that level-headed guy that still believe that I'm 
I'm going to make more once I make it to the NFL. So this little petty little change right now, man, it's nothing. And I'm pretty sure, man, he didn't grew up with his dad. His dad and shown him how to uh, be mature about his money and, and, and how to be mature about in front of the cameras and stuff like that. That's what make Coach Prime Coach Prime. It's not you just to make sure that not only your kids, but everybody else's kids get the same type of love, same type of attention, and make sure they get the same type of education. You know what I mean? People was was going crazy when Dion said, I'm bringing my baggage and this Louie and all this other stuff. People were like, what are you talking about the side of your ass now? We can't believe you. We don't want to hear that bullshit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he was talking real shit. Real recognized, real. And Colorado understood that. So, and then now we up here to the point that we got Colorado State head coach, head coach coming out, Mr. J. Uh, what's his name? Let me make sure I get his name right. J. Nobel. He's the head coach of Colorado State, who the Colorado Buffaloes play against this Saturday. He came out and said that. He took shots at Dion during his interviews and said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my sunglasses off. That's that's the way my mother taught me. And that's how Coach Prime is looking at it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? To, to, to say that's how my mom, that's how my mother taught me. I felt like that was a slap in the face of prime mom, coach prime mom, man. What do you mean? That's how, but your mother understand. Man, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yes. If you, if you talk about respect and manners. Okay. You know, every household has, has different teachings. You know, you get taught different ways each, each, each time you, you, you come to, you know, as you growing up now, I'm pretty sure, Coach, if you're outside in the sun and it's blazing heat, you're not taking your sunglasses or your hat off just to talk to interviewers. You know, uh, when when if you were so happening to have a black eye or anything in that nature, you ain't taking your sunglasses off. Then, you know, just just the that's just the little itty bitty things. My God, what the hell did what what is it, what do this mean? I take my hat and my sunglasses off when I talk to interviewers. What do that mean? Just because he doesn't follow your perspective, how you run things. Now it's a problem. Well, it's not a problem, problem, but you have something to say. Like, dog, come on, yo. It's just, it, it can't be that serious. Like, you're not trying to reach that much to get that much clout. Because I guarantee you, before now, nobody knew who the hell Colorado State head coach was. And like I said, it's no disrespect, but my God, excuse me, just because this guy does not follow the same type of, excuse me, oof, my bad, y'all. Just because this guy is not following the same blueprint, does not follow the same code of conduct, or however you look at it. That don't mean you got to go out, out here and belittle him. If he didn't believe in Jesus, would you bring that up in your interview? What's your interview, what you're talking about your team got to do with another team? 
You should be only only thing you should be coming out your mouth is saying we put we are getting prepared for Colorado and the Buffaloes and Coach Prime and what he brings. Not I take my hat, and my glasses off, just the way my mother taught me. Who's to say that Coach Prime mom didn't teach him that? You know, it's so like I say, it, it's just like various different things that, that it bothers me just because. People doesn't follow the same method or not on the same type of mode that you are. Yeah, we are human. We are different. We all look at things. We all do things differently. And to sit here and try to bash a man because he doesn't follow the same code of conduct that you have, and you want to bring that up in your interview, Coach Prime doesn't talk about other teams and their morals and their principles in his interview. So it, it, it it's just bothers me that people don't understand that um it's because they don't follow the same method as you that it's a problem no it's not how it goes you know what i mean my mom didn't teach me to pray every time that is you feel like you need to pray you know what i mean you, you you shouldn't pray every time you want something is that or is that Something wrong that my mom didn't teach me? No. She didn't say, she, all she said was to me growing up, you know, pray for what you want for, not for everything that you want. You know what I mean? Pray for what you need, not what you want. So, it, you know, it's it just various different things. My mom is not wrong for teaching me to pray for the things that I need versus for the things that I want. That doesn't make her a bad mother. You know, what I mean, that doesn't make me a bad person just because I doesn't pray as much as anybody else might pray. So that's why I'm, that's, all I'm saying is, my God, man, you you has to find a different different way to try to start coming at Coach Prime, man, because y'all don't understand. Coach Prime doesn't give two shits about what y'all say, how y'all said, or anything in that nature. He's going to still be Coach Prime. He's still going to have that same motto. Look good, feel good, play good. And that's what he's teaching his guys. To look good, you'll feel good. And when you feel good, you'll play good. Because he got nothing but dogs over there. So I can't wait to see this Saturday as Colorado beat the hell out of Colorado State. In my opinion, I think it's going to be a landslide. I think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I just don't get the moment. Where, where is this guy going? Now? I guess that's just the way for him to – fire up his guys and try to distract Colorado and coach prime and his guys. I don't know, but bad move on that one because all you did was get coach prime geared up ready and he's going to bring his best foot or put his best foot forward when it comes to Saturday against Colorado state. So make sure y'all tune in Saturday. I forgot what time they play, but check your local listeners, watch that game. And if you're a betting, if you're a betting person like I am, Bet on, the, bet on Colorado, beat Colorado State on whatever points of, uh, that Colorado has. I believe that's what Colorado is going to beat them by. <laughs> I like your funny words, Magic Man. All right. Enough of that, man. Let's get to week one in the NFL. <laughs> yo, the NFL has started last weekend, yo, and it was nothing but great games. You know what I mean? It was some teams that came down and nail biters. It was some games that pretty much got their ass whooped. 
You know what I mean? And we've seen some games that some teams should have been using their guys to play in preseason so they can be season ready. Because what I've seen from at least four games, four games, that players not playing in the preseason preseason hurt their hurt them when it came to game one, week one. And it didn't wasn't all that good. And my Ravens was part of that victims too. But we're gonna talk about it. Sit back, sit still. <laughs> Let's talk about this week one, man. Cause the first game I want to talk about was a good surprise game. Cause a lot of people didn't even know that this team was gonna win. The Detroit Lions did beat the Kansas City Chiefs 21 to 20 on the opening night of NFL. You feel me? And let me tell you. Well, my question is for the Kansas City Chiefs, how are they going to do without their offensive coordinator, Art Enemy? How are they going to do without Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes' number one target? How are they going to do on defense without their best defender and Chris Jones? How was all of this? And I told people, it's going to be a mountain to climb. It's going to be, let me not say mountain, it's going to be a nice steep hill for the climb because a lot of people is downplaying what Art Enemy has brought to the Kansas City Chiefs. He, Art Enemy is a guy that was, should have been, should be a head coach right now. But he actually went back and did a, uh, you know, went with the Washington Commanders and still becoming a, a top OC in this game. So um, that was a big factor of me. Uh, for me, when I seen the Kansas City versus Detroit. Now, on the Detroit side, I feel like Detroit was is is gaining that momentum they left off from last year. Detroit is that team that is no longer is the Detroit uh, uh, little kitty cats or anything in that nature. I think they full grown cats now. <laughs> I like your funny words, Magic Man. Oh man! But honestly, though, uh, the Detroit Lions have. Uh, it's a good team. Now, I'm not saying they are Super Bowl contenders or anything of that nature, but I think that the Detroit Lions should put some fear in a lot of teams' heart this year if they come across because Detroit will be able to come out with some of them close games because, like I said, I think they've been battle-tested. Dan Campbell has already put a good culture there in Detroit. So I think Detroit is on up and up. Another game. It's the Washington Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals, and the uh, Washington Commanders got that 20-16. to 16. Now, at times, I thought Arizona was going to pull this game out. I really thought, and I was ready to let my man Ray have it or any Washington Commander fan have it. If you let Arizona Cardinals beat you without Kyler Murray, but that team was depleting, but that team is kind of, in my eyes, tanking, nah, you can't let them beat you, you know. But on the flip side of Washington, um, Washington really did play a good game. And I think Washington has a, a decent team. I don't think everybody believes that Washington is probably going to be the basement level team and probably uh, 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 Tank is another team that's supposed to be tanking and all this other stuff. But I think Washington is really going to scare some teams this year, you know, especially with, with – um, with Scary Terry coming back soon, whenever he's able to come back and, you know, he can build that chemistry with Sam Howe. And if Sam Howe can at least not make, uh, be a gunslinger and make a lot of mistakes, because I feel like if Sam Howe will limit his mistakes, I feel like the Washington Commanders can be in a lot of games this year. 
Another game that was a blowout. I did not see this coming. The Cleveland Browns beat Cincinnati Bengals 24 to 3. Now, I thought Joe Cool and his and his Cincinnati Bengals was going to be a decent and was going to be able to show the Browns like who was the toughest team in Ohio. But Cleveland had a different story. You know, and, and Cleveland, it got to the point that that Cleveland defensive line, Miles Garrett, had was just toying, toying with the Cincinnati uh offensive line. This one point in time, this guy's sitting here doing 20 legs, 20 legs, 20 legs, rock, rock, and I'm going, and he still got the sack. It's like, yo, that was disrespect to the offensive line. You know, and, and I also think that Cincinnati probably will take a little step back, but it's nothing to be concerned about right now, Cincinnati. If you're a Cincinnati Bengal fan, it's nothing to be alarmed. It's nothing to be scared. Number one, it's just week one. Number two, Cincinnati did this kind of last year. It started off slow, and they was able to find that rhythm. By the end of the season, Cincinnati was down there in the AFC Championship. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I feel like that things can can get better. Things will get better for Cincinnati. I'm hoping that it doesn't get better this week. <laughs> Another game that was a uh, – Flip over to uh, two coin. The Atlanta uh, Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta Falcons got that one 24 to 10, man. This game was just uh, didn't really care about it. But I really thought that the Carolina Panthers had a better team and would the, that better team was going to put out a better game. I thought, you know, with, I understand they have a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. Um, um, but they still have, you know, like a Miles Sanders. They got an Allen Thielen. You know, they got some good players down there that I felt like was – and they got Hayden Hurst, who's also a good tight end in this league, that I felt like they, they, they got some good pieces around him. He doesn't have to grow up too fast. He has everything he needs. And Atlanta is just Atlanta. You know, I honestly, I, I think Rittler is their starting quarterback, but I couldn't even tell you. Only person I really know, only two people I really know down in Atlanta is B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts, just because they freshly knew down there. <laughs> um, but no disrespect to Atlanta Falcons, they did get the job done. So shout out to them. Another game, my boys, my Ravens beat the Houston Texans to become one and 0 25 to nine. I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Cause y'all already know. If you don't know, you know now that I do have a at the bank of Baltimore Ravens podcast. Who I who I just talked about this uh, the last win against the Houston Texans. If you didn't go to the grid on YouTube and check out, it says Flock Wins. They play against the Houston Texans, and I gave my rundown on that game. But just to give you a little recap, I feel like Houston is a is a is a New culture team, D'Amico Ryans is most definitely going to get that organization right, but I think it's going to take some time for him to build some culture. On the other side, for the Ravens, I feel like the Ravens, they need to uh, handle their offense line just a little bit better so they can protect Lamar, and Lamar won't be so careless with his interceptions and the fumble that he had. Another game is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. The Jaguars got that one, 31-21. And Trevor Lawrence really came out slinging. Trevor Lawrence is really trying to show that he is the quarterback that y'all need to be putting on y'all radar. Trevor Lawrence, from my guy Bryson, from carving it up, he's saying that Trevor Lawrence will be a top five quarterback in this league this year. And the way he played last week, man, 
seems like it's a that answer could be true. It's a potential. It could be true. We will see. For the Indianapolis coach, man, I think that Anthony Richardson, man, you are balling. You you came out, you, you slinging a rock, right? You was able to uh, take your read options, right? You was able to keep uh, Indianapolis on the scoreboard. You only lost by 10, and you don't have your best player in Jonathan Taylor. So that's to say something. The Indianapolis coach might have something. They might. We will see. Now, this game right here put a big-ass smile on my face. The 49ers beat the hell out of the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7. to And number one, the 49ers clearly had a better roster, in my opinion. Number two, Brock Purdy is that guy. I think that Brock Purdy will be a, a good a good quarterback in this league, man. I think a lot of teams wish they wouldn't have passed up on Brock Purdy now, man, because, Brock, like I said, man, Brock Purdy is he coming off that elbow injury, and that one pass he gave to Brandon Ayuk, man, ooh, wee, that was a good-ass catch. You know what I mean? And Brock Purdy put it right there for Brandon Ayuk to actually get a good catch. So shout-out to them. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, I just think that, for that offensive line, you doing stretch run plays is not a good idea. I don't think that's the way that the stretch run plays. Matt Canada, man, you got to find a different way to call games, in my opinion. I hate to say it because, you know, I'm a Steeler, fan, uh, a Steeler hater. I hate the Steelers with everything in me. But at the same time, man, real recognize real when you know football. Stretch run plays with that offensive line is not going to work. I think you got to make sure you got to give the um, Najee Harris with a nice hit of steam. Up the A-gaps. I think once you get Najee Harris bouncing up the up the A-gaps, and he's, he's a hard guy to bring down. And if you can do that, man, it, I think the Steelers will have a different season. But not my team. Not really don't care. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about the Steelers, man. Another team. Uh, another game, man, just uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got away over that. And a lot of people was questioning Kirk Cousins. Is, is you that guy? Can you get the Vikings over the hump? And in my, in my opinion, I, I think not. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is the guy. I think that Kirk Cousins is the guy in the regular season. But when it's time to in big games and big time situations, Kirk Cousins is not your guy. There's no way that Jay Jettis can put up. Nine receptions for 150 something yards, and you still lose to to a Tampa Bay team that everybody was having questions about. Baker Mayfield is he the guy? Is this his last resort? If if he doesn't get it right here, is he going to be in the league anymore? And he's, they went out there and 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 put a they went out there and won. I'm not going to say they put a beating on the Vikings. I didn't really watch that game, but just to see that Baker Mayfield. Beat the Minnesota Vikings. It's tough. The Saints and the Titans. The Saints got that one on a one-point victory, 16 to 15. Um, that game was 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 not the most interesting game, in my opinion, man. I felt like that game was 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 almost stepping on needles, stepping on nails. Um, Derek Carr looked okay. You know, what I mean, it is his first season with the with the Saints, and 
you know, it's, it's going to take some time for that chemistry and things to go. And you see Mike Thomas finally played, finally. Um, but, you know, I just think that the Houston Titans, the Houston Titans, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans, um, they're a team that you coach by Mike Rabel a little bit. I mean, not a little bit. You are coached by Mike Rabel, and Mike Rabel always put the Tennessee Titans in good position. For some strange reason, man, for them not having a good quarterback at all. In my opinion, Ryan Tannehill is ass. But for some strange reason, man, that team would always come to the last couple of weeks that they are stood in the playoff hunt, or they might be winning their division. So I'm not counting out um, the Titans yet. We, I, I'm just saying for the simple fact that they're going to have a long season just because Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback. And long as Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback, and I'm not even saying Will Levis is the answer. I don't believe in Will Levis either. But I just think that the Tennessee Titans is going to be getting held back. They're going to throw away Derrick Henry rest of his career. It's all because of they're not putting the good quarterbacks in front of them. Plank, point blank, period. Another game, the L.A. Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. And the Rams got that 30-13. to 13. Now, this is another game that I thought the Seattle Seahawks was going to win. I know a lot of people thought that the Seahawks was going to win. But at the same time, um, um, at the same time, we still trying to see, is Geno Smith the real deal? You know what I mean? Is, can he be the real deal? Will he be the real deal? Um, uh, for the Rams, I had no faith in him. I, I, I just thought that team was in the shits, was in the waters, and there was no way in hell that these guys – I felt like was going to win any games this year because they let a lot of that talent go. You see Cooper Cup is um, not healthy. You see that they traded Allen Robinson away. They don't got OBJ no more. They been got rid of Robin Woods. Um, And it's just like, who's up there other than Aaron Donald and Sam Bradford? So they really surprised me with that game. Another team that surprised me is the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers got that one, 38-20. And a lot of people had questions about Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love the guy? Can he be the 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 heir assistant um, to um, Aaron Rodgers? And um, can he lead the Green Bay Packers? Can he keep the Packers afloat? And so far, Jordan Love he showed out in that last game. Now I, I understand it is against the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears really it's not the team that you should be worried about, really. But the Green Bay Packers is also a team you shouldn't be worried about. But the way Jordan Love played, it looked like it looked like they him sitting behind Aaron Rodgers all those years is, has played out for him. So we got to keep an eye on Jordan Love um, and then the Green Bay Packers. For the Chicago Bears, man, I really thought that Justin Fields was going to be able to lead this team the way Jordan Love did. Um, I felt like the, the Chicago Bears did put some good key pieces around uh, Justin Fields, but – it seemed like it's just not enough yet, at least right now and uh, this past week. But we should see this upcoming week. Another t- another game was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. And the Raiders got that by a one-point game, 17-16. And we would all want to see how Sh- Sean Payton and Russell uh, Wilson was going to get along and how things was going to play out. Uh so far, was unsuccessful in the week one, but like I said, it's just week one. And the Raiders, in my eyes, has a better team mm, on the offensive side. 
on the defensive side, the Raiders is a straight trash. I'm not understanding how the Broncos wasn't able to put up points. Maybe the Broncos' offense is trash then. You never know. So it's just the various things that can can be, but we should see. The One of the electrifying games that I seen last week was the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. But the Dolphins came away with that with a two-point lead, 36-34. And, man, Tyreek Hill, man, is just unfair. He is really unfair when it comes to his speed, man. It'd be guys that's playing seven yards off of him, and he's still outrunning these guys. And Tua, it's not like Tua is really out there putting the ball on the money. In my eyes, I think Tua had beefed up a little bit so he can be able to put more. Um, he can he can throw the ball further downfield just to so that uh, Tyreek Hill don't have to sit and wait for the ball to come. Because the way Tua was just putting it out there, it was just like having him run down there and chase. You feel me? So um, I felt like the Dolphins had a better team, but Justin Herbert just got paid, man. He's supposed to be out here gunslinging it. Now, Justin Herbert did throw out some good stats and stuff like that, but it wasn't enough to win. And I felt like the Chargers had a better defense in my eyes that they should have pulled this game out. But it's just week one. It's nothing to be scared about right now. Nothing to worry about. Um, the Eagles and the Patriots, the Eagles got that 25 to 20 and keep it a buck. Yo, Mac Jones didn't look too bad. Mac Jones had three passing touchdowns, had three over 300 yards, but it wasn't enough against the, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles, they made a lot of mistakes. And I felt like if the Eagles didn't make a lot of mistakes, it probably would have been a blowout. You know what I mean? But the Eagles offensive line, Jalen Hurts didn't look too good in week one. You know, and a lot of people was now questioning that Jalen Hurts the second best quarterback in the league right now. So I feel like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will get things back on track uh, coming up this week. As far as the New England Patriots, man, I really got no faith in them. I, I, Mac Jones did step up. Don't get me wrong. Against that Philadelphia defense, Mac Jones was able to carve it up a little bit. But I still have no faith in the Patriots. I feel like the Patriots are still the bottom team in the AFC East. This was a blowout. This was unsuspected, too. The Dallas Cowboys beat the hell out of the New York Giants, boy. 40 to donut. Like, blow out. The Giants did all that riffraff. Yeah, we got it better and this and that. We're going to be the best team in New York. We're going to take this division by storm. This is everything that they said. The Dallas Cowboys came out there. And beat the hell out of that offensive line. Beat the hell out of Saquon Barkley and Danny Dimes. You feel me? And then it is like, damn. Can this team, if Dallas plays like this every week, uh, Cowboy Nation might got something to talk about. But I don't think that the Cowboys are going to play like that every week, in my opinion. I, I feel like sometimes, and, and like I said, I, I'm a fan of Dak Prescott, but sometimes Dak Prescott, man, doesn't, doesn't just – Keep his foot on your neck like he's supposed to. I feel like sometimes he he let his feet up off the gas, and I think that's what Dallas get in trouble with. And then sometimes they just let Dak throw too many times. I feel like if the Cowboys want to be a Super Bowl contender or a playoff contender, I feel like the run game has to be strong and help Dak out. Dak can't go into the season again being the leading interception getter. He can't. Because if that's the case, man, Dak is not your guy. 
Y'all ain't going to the playoffs. Y'all ain't going to smell the Super Bowl, anything in that nature. But Dallas can be a scary team. That defensive side of the ball, boy, very, very scary, especially when you got uh, 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 Parsons running around wild. As long as they don't have him running in coverage, Danny, every time, and let him be the guy that he is, Dallas Cowboys got something, man, in my opinion. Last game. Last game was the Bills and the Jets, and the Jets had a walk-off punt return to take the game away from the Bills. 22-16, man. But even though that the even though the Jets won, they lost. They had lost Aaron Rodgers, man, for the whole season, for the rest of the season. Aaron Rodgers had torn his Achilles on the fourth play of the game. Fourth play of the game. A lot of people good talking about oh, it was dirty and 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 Rogers uh shouldn't have got hurt. No, wasn't a dirty play. It was a legal sack. Aaron Rodgers had his foot in an unawkward and uncomfortable position, and he got hurt. And and in my opinion, man, I think the Jets need to go fix that quarterback band-aid real quick. I don't think that Zach Wilson is the guy. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to get you nowhere. And I think New York is going to finally turn their backs on the Jets, in my opinion. So I think the Jets need to hurry up and try to get this quarterback uh, situation situated quick, fast, and hurry. Because if not, man, the Jets are going to be in trouble. The Jets went from winning the division and maybe competing in the Super Bowl to maybe just making the playoffs now. I know I picked the Jets to win the um, division, but that's before that Aaron Rodgers went down. Now that Aaron Rodgers went down, I no longer see the Jets winning that division. I think that division is going to be left up to the Bills and the Dolphins now. And we, you know, the Bills, they got to find a way to run the ball effectively without Josh Allen. Josh Allen can't be your everything guy. Like, I, I understand. Look, Take a page out of Baltimore book, man. Lamar, we kept having Lamar do all this backyard football and him doing all this stuff really didn't get us nowhere. But it got Lamar hurt. So I'm not saying that Josh Allen, he can get hurt. I understand he's a little bit bigger than Lamar and all that. But if you keep having him playing open season like this, man, he's going to get hurt. And then I don't feel like Josh Allen can get them to the Super Bowl. And I feel like the now – at first, I felt like this Bills Super Bowl chance was like this. But Aaron Rodgers going down, it didn't open up a little bit, in my opinion. And like I said, I feel like now they can win a division. They can go out here and, 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 and try to get this Super Bowl that they've been trying to catch for the last couple of years. You feel me? So, sucks for Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of Packers fans is like, well, it looks like we won't be getting a first-round pick. Or well, however that deal went down, you know, Aaron Rodgers ain't didn't he only played four snaps. He's nowhere near playing up to that 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 contract that the, the Jets gave out. You know, if he if he plays sixty-five percent, that they was going to give out first-round pick uh, for Aaron Rodgers. But it looked like it's going to be a second or third-round pick now because Rodgers ain't coming back. And you know, a lot of people just asking to should Aaron Rodgers retire. It's going to be – I don't know if he should retire. It's going to be very, very hard for a 39-year-old coming back from a torn Achilles and try to run it back to um, our whole season. You know, so 
we're going to have to see. I wish nothing but the best for Aaron Rodgers, man. I hope he can come back and 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 uh, play one more year at least. In my opinion, I felt like this was his last year anyway. Um, so if I'm the Jets, I will go out, find a new quarterback, find a, somebody that's better than Zach Wilson, and you need to start doing your scouting. That is, you know, I I just don't feel like that Zach Wilson is your guy, and I don't I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year. I think it's, it, even if he do play, it might be a late start. So I really think the Jets really hurt themselves, man, and and putting it all in on Aaron Rodgers um, because I think them Jets fans is going to be upset. But I appreciate y'all for tuning into this episode, man. For those who uh, tuned in, I appreciate you. Those who haven't yet, make sure y'all go out here, like, share, and if you're not already subscribed, man, because like I said, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers and I need your help. So help me get there. You feel me? So as always, man, I appreciate everybody, man. Make sure y'all go out here, check the grid network out. We got some dope, dope podcasters and dope podcast uh, content creators. So if you uh new to this uh, sports thing and you talking about what's the grid, yo? That'd be different. Come to the grid where we got different, different. If you're tired of the same old ESPN or you're tired of the same old people that you hear and talk about sports, come to the grid. Here's some different opinions. You feel me? We got all different kinds of shows. We got Carving It Up with Bryson. We got all even podcasts. We got Clutch Sports Talk. We got Outside the Cage if you enter the MMA. If you are uh, a uh, uh, Lakers fan, we got the form. And if you are a Ravens fan, you got at the bank and then and then it just don't stop there. You feel me? We are now about to be having a Raiders podcast. So if you are a Las Vegas Raiders, man, and you only want to hear what the Raiders got going on, yo, stay tuned because he's coming. My guy is covered. You feel me? Going to be giving y'all y'all Raiders podcast very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um. So like I said, man, the grid has got great things to offer you. Make sure y'all go out and check this out. And if you're down trying to get an uh, uh, MTMO hats or at the bank hat shirt, whatever it is that you want, man, make sure y'all go to the grid apparel uh, website so you can get all our dope gear. You feel me? All those podcasts that I just gave you, they got their own gear, too. So if you want to be the fan of that gear, I mean, be a fan and rock that gear, be a fan. Go to the grid. You feel me? You want to be my fan and rock the MTMO or at the bank? Go to the grid network, man, and and, and get yourself some gear. I guarantee you, yo, good quality. You know what I mean? Good stuff. I ain't, it's, it's nothing to complain about. I guarantee you, you will be happy with your items. You feel me? Also, before I let y'all go, man, MTMO prediction season has jumped off as of last week, man. I would like to give some special shout outs to my guy, Ray, my wife, Booby, my bro, Kurt, my sis, Funk, my brother, Marty, who's the sponsor of this podcast, my bro, Kenny, my little brother, Brandon, my fa- one of my favorite ladies, uh, Lise from Locked In Sports is also in here, my guy, and, and my guy, Mike. I appreciate all of y'all for joining this prediction season. It has been Dope so far, man. People is trash talking. People is getting their games on and all that. So 
next year. I'm trying to give y'all the heads up now, you know. If you're trying to join that prediction season, yo, next year, I don't know what we're going to play for, but this year we playing for the hat and the shirt this year. So I can't wait to crown my champion of this part uh, of my prediction season. It's going to be a dope. It's going to be dope. And I can't wait to tell y'all who, who is uh, who's going to be the champ this year. Because right now, man, I have like a five-way first place tie. Five ways right now. So if you don't think that's dope, man, I it, it's going to get heated. It's going to get tensions. People are going to start picking other teams just because they're trying to go against the other it's it is what it is you feel me so like i said yo if you went to rest it next year make sure y'all be on the lookout for it yo because i'm gonna do it again next year you feel me why not <laughs> i'm gonna keep on doing this you feel me so as always man i appreciate everybody that was that uh watched this that view it and is going to view it man i appreciate y'all until next time you feel me make sure y'all go out here and check out all the rest of my episodes previously before this episode, you feel me? Keep running those numbers up. And as I keep telling y'all, make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe if you didn't already. You feel me? And as always, yo, check me out. Because I'm gone. <laughs>